The DIY trend is expanding by going tiny, as in tiny homes sold on Amazon that yes, you can do yourself and literally build your own tiny home. Is this the future of home ownership or just a passing trend? Plus, we have Chris Browning of the Popcorn Finance Podcast making his debut on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. Hi, my name is Chris Browning. Really excited to be here. I'm the host of the Popcorn Finance podcast, coming to you from Popcorn headquarters here in Los Angeles, California. So awesome, Chris. Great to have you. And this is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like Chris Browning. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And we do it for you six days a week. This episode of the Money with Friends podcast is sponsored by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to tiller.com forward slash MWF for a free trial and a 20% discount. And of course, to support the show. Chris, we're so happy that you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm a fan of the show already. So this is pretty cool to be joining you. Yes, our regulars that watch us when we tape live on Facebook Live know that Chris is sometimes in the audience. So it's really special to finally have him here on the show. Um, and tell us quickly about popcorn finance because you're, we're trying to be about 15 minutes on this show. You have mastered the art of the short podcast. <laughs> oh, well, this is perfect. It's right in my wheelhouse here. So, uh, popcorn finance is a short form podcast where I discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. So the episodes are pretty short. I say anywhere from three, four minutes up to 10, if I'm really pushing it and need to break out an extra bag. <laughs> Love it. All right. You're going to show us how it's done. But first, let's see which of our money friends is going to lead us into our headline. This is Bethany from the Money Millhouse. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it's time for our headlines. All right. So today, uh, we're going to read the story. Uh, Tiny Home is one of my passions here. Um, Amazon sells about or just about anything and everything you would ever need in your home, including the house itself. Tiny homes have become increasingly popular in the past few years. Uh, whether that's been the rising cost of living or because they encourage or minimalist living, uh, tiny homes make it possible to own property even if it's under 500 square feet. Uh, but while owning a functional housing unit may seem like a daunting task, Amazon has stepped up or stepped in, I should say, uh, to make a hot trend available to the masses by making these tiny homes easy to buy and simple to build. Uh, the e-commerce site sells dozens of various tiny home models that can be delivered right to your front door. Uh, however, if tiny homes are a bit too small for you, uh, Amazon also offers to do it, uh, do-it-yourself kits for building houses that are more than 500 square feet. Uh, these bigger tiny homes are probably still cheaper than a little apartment in Silicon Valley. And I do want to mention this piece is from Business Insider, and the writer is Paige Luskin. All right, let's continue with the article. Here's what it's like buying a tiny house on Amazon, as well as some different models and options you can choose from. And I do want to mention to everyone, there's amazing pictures with the story. You can go to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com, and go to the schedule and go to the date that this first 
goes out, which I believe will be August 15th of 2019. I'm sorry, October 15th of 2019. And uh, you can get a link to the story that way so you can see the fantastic pictures. Here we go. More of the article. There's no hard and fast rule for what qualifies as a tiny home, but they are usually under 500 square feet. They're cheaper options for people who can't afford bigger homes or simply looking to live the tiny home lifestyle. It should come as no surprise then that tiny homes started to grow in popularity during the recession around 2007 when many families were forced to find less expensive ways to live. Tiny homes have spread beyond a fringe movement. They've spawned reality TV shows with cult followings entering the mainstream as a feasible option that many people could actually see themselves living in one day. Hopping on this tiny home trend is Amazon, the one-stop shop for all your needs delivered to your front door. Amazon offers dozens of tiny home kits, sort of the bigger version of buying IKEA furniture. All right. Now, it depends on the model, but some of them come with home building materials like glass or windows, shingles for a roof. Many of them say that construction is fast and easy, though this is from the writer. I've yet to see personally test that claim. And I want to just skip ahead. It's possible that you'll need outside expertise to build the tiny home. While some of these tiny home kits have floorboards, they don't come with the materials for a foundation that ensures a home is secure and stable. And uh, we can kind of move to what we think about that from here. Chris, you've done so many series on tiny homes. You're kind of an expert. You're kind of obsessed with them, even though you're not living in one. Is it really something you can build by yourself? Is it really the deal that we think it is? Because they don't come with a lot of things. So I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a great first step. But after I was going through the article and I even went on Amazon, I was checking out some of these places myself. You still need to have some kind of skill in order to finish the actual home itself. I mean, if you want to take one of these and make it into a nice, really nice, you know, shed or outdoor space for you to kind of get away from the sun, you can do it. But if when it comes to adding in plumbing and electricity, then I think you're really going to need to bring in someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. DIY may be for the people that are really comfortable with this kind of thing and have those skills. And again, they don't come with necessarily all of the materials in the basic kit that's up there. You may have to buy additional things. They don't all come with the porches or the windows and such. We tape this live in front of a Facebook audience. And so we do have Kevin in our audience saying, um, just to play devil's advocate, how are these different from pre-manufactured homes? Chris, you want to take that? Yeah, I don't think there's really much difference. I think this really is just a tiny pre-manufactured home, probably with still missing some of the pieces that you need, like you mentioned, Bobby, like windows and things like that. Uh, so yeah, Kevin, I, I think you're right on it. It, it. it pretty much is a pre-manufactured home. We also previewed this episode on our Instagram stories at Money Friends Pod, and we asked our audience, would you live in a tiny house? So Chris, um, we got a really strong response to this. Where do you think people came down? The answers were tiny is terrific or need my space. Where did the audience come down, Chris? Ooh. I, as much as I would love to think that people want to live in tiny homes like me, I think people answer need, need my space. I'm pretty sure that's where the majority of the answers landed. You are correct. 56% said that, but that's not a huge majority. Ooh, 56%. We've got a lot of enthusiasm for tiny homes. Um, and one thing we did is we did ask people to elaborate on those answers. Do you want to share some of those answers, Chris? Yeah, we got some really great answers. So from uh, TamTam383 said, uh, I'm 6'1 and enjoy stretching without hitting the ceiling. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm 6'2 and I got in a tiny home and I was pretty good. I have plenty of space to, to raise my arms. Uh, let's see, I am the real spoon said, I have a small house and have, oh, con married uh, my stuff, but need room for guests, visitors and pets. I, I get that for sure. 
uh, let's see, Kaylee, I think it's Roberge. I think I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing it the right way. Said, um, are great in theory, but I need a closet slash storage space for sure. And uh, let's see, Rhonda. Let's see, Rhonda Gildersleeve. Hopefully, I've got that right. Uh, I like simplicity. Tiny house equals quality choices for what I buy to fill space. Which I, I love that point right there. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Let me do a couple here. So Loretta said, "I think there are hidden costs that aren't openly discussed." And to park parking, yeah, Chris, what? How does that work with parking? Because mm-hmm. you, where do you put? You have to have land, right? Or you have to have a, a friend that's going to let you just kind of park on their lawn. What happens with that? Yeah, that is a that's a, a big issue. That's a great point that they brought up. Uh, so there's a couple of ways you can do a tiny home. There's a tiny home on a trailer with actual wheels that you can move it around wherever you want. And there are actual tiny homes that are built on foundations. So with either of those, you're going to need to have some place to put it. So if it's on a foundation, obviously you need to, if not own the land, rent it, borrow someone else's space. Or if it's on wheels, you need a place to park it and hook up for, you know, if you have sewage or if you have a composting toilet somewhere to dump that. So there are definitely other costs that go along with the tiny home other than building it and you know putting furniture in it yeah and there's also you know people here expressing their feelings about tiny homes did um make comments about needing space so for example indie cool chick said i own a thousand books i need a reading room <laughs> um Brittany weiss said i think tiny homes are cool but where would i hide my kids nope and then vincent said as a submarine veteran tiny homes are amazing my girl isn't nearly as enthused though hmm mm. Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, it's it's hard to give up your space because I tiny. I mean, they're called tiny homes for a reason. You're going to be very close to the people you live with. Yes, absolutely. And here in our Facebook Live group, we'll just take one final comment before we uh, get to our takeaways. Michael saying that he he said read my space. I think he means need my space. Yeah. <laughs> and um, another Michael says more is not always more. The idea of enough is in right now. A tiny house or sprinter van is the way this is manifesting itself. What's a sprinter mm. van? Do you know what that is? Yeah, they're these, uh, they're typically used for like work. Like someone would like work out of like a locksmith or uh, companies like delivering packages. They use these vans to get around like a smaller footprint than like a huge UPS truck. And people are converting these into homes. Like they're putting beds and tables and kitchens into these things. Cool. So before we get to our takeaways, Chris, any final thoughts on uh, this topic? Ooh, has it, has I, the article changed your point of view? I love tiny homes. So they've just made it a little bit easier for someone to maybe kind of dip their toe into it. But there's still a bunch of other fees associated with this. The shipping's not even free. You don't even get your free two-day prime shipping with these tiny houses. So, I mean, it popped into the four figures for shipping on some of these. So. Yeah. Ooh, that's a big hidden fee. Yeah, that's something that I, I didn't really I wasn't really aware of. But yeah, the DIY is a little bit only partially true because you you well, it is it's still DIY if it's shipping, of course, but DIY if you have the skill set and if you buy all of the additional maybe accessories that you really need to finish out the home. So it is as as some of our many friends in our audience did say, it is very much like a prefab home and, and the mobile ones are very much like mobile homes that are just prefabricated and you can put together yourself, but they do have limitations. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. That is for sure. All right. Before we get to our takeaways, we want to thank our sponsor, which is Tiller. And uh, Tiller helps you manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet. It is the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. Unlike financial apps that force you to compromise, spreadsheets are fully customizable for your needs. Tiller makes them even better with an automatic daily feed of your spending, balances, and transactions. Tiller eliminates data entry, multiple account logins, and CSV files. So 
Chris, this is good for people that are busy like us, right? You just connect your banks once to see your transactions automatically updated each day. Basically, once you set it up, you don't have to do anything. So you just go to tiller.com forward slash MWF for more info. And by using our link, you will get a 20% off for your first year. And a reminder um, that we do get a thank you from Tiller if you do subscribe. But we are big fans of Tiller here at the show. And so we thank them for sponsoring Money with Friends. All right, Chris, you ready for takeaways? I'm ready. You want to go first or you want the final word? Um, I'll go first on this one. Go for just, it. Uh, my, I, gotta, I can't keep my excitement for tiny homes down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I would just say that I think this proves that there is a strong interest in tiny living. I think it's catching on. People are liking it, whether it's for the fact that they just think they look cool or they're really into the minimalist movement. I think that this is something that I think people will at least maybe take a look at. But despite that, you still need a little bit more, you know, handyman skills, handyman, handywoman skills if you're going to put this house together yourself. So this may not be your best uh, entryway into tiny living. That was so well said. I think there's a lot of things that people have to keep um, in consideration. It's not as easy as it may seem, but if you're up for it, certainly it can be it can be a good option at least, right? So I, I really like your takeaway, Chris. Um, for me, my takeaway is that, first of all, as a parent of three kids, this is never happening. <laughs> it's just not happening. But I do love the idea. Can you imagine being there with with uh, two kids, a dog, and then, you know, my stepkids are, are almost adults. They're basically adults. And then I've got a 12-year-old. That's a lot of people in one of those tiny homes, Chris. I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. But then again, here in New York City, people live in studios and one bedrooms is family. So you never know. Um, it's not that different in some ways from small spaces that people live in all the time. And there's something to be said for the efficiency that many of these homes have. They're really well designed in many cases. But they often start at a lot more money than you really think about when you factor in all the different things. So it's important to understand the total picture. They are a great option for certain periods of your life. And I love that it's affordable, but especially for example, in areas where weather could be a hazard, I am concerned about the structure's ability to protect a family, for example, from the elements. So it's important to proceed with caution, know what you're getting into, but you know what, for a season of your life, if it works for you, love it. Mm, yeah, I agree. And I think Kevin in the chat has it right. Maybe it's more suitable for a single person. <laughs> yes, yes. Or maybe a couple. But I, I really like the idea of a season of your life. I think it's a wonderful way, for example, if you're going to travel or if you're going through a certain phase where maybe you want to live somewhere temporarily, it's really a great option. And, and I think having options is what it's all about. Chris, tell yeah. us what you're working on before we let you go. Yeah. So over on Popcorn Finance right now, I think the big thing I'm working on is a, um, a international money series. I'm talking to people from different countries to understand how people there think about their finances. Do they take on debt? Do they buy homes there? What are the general feel about how you should be handling your money? So that's probably one of the bigger projects I'm working on it should be coming out early next year. All right. We'll keep an eye on that. I love that you do these series and these different projects because you can get in depth, even though your podcast is very short. No, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, where can people follow you, by the way? Oh, yeah. So if you want to reach out to me, you can come visit me over on Instagram. It's probably one of the places I spend the most time. Just look for uh, Popcorn Finance Podcast or just head over to uh, popcornfinance.com. You can find me there. Your Instagram is so fun. 
really cute. You do great stuff on there. You do chats on there, lots of live stuff. So definitely everyone follow Chris and also please follow us on Instagram at money friends pod. That's our handle on Twitter as well. And you can participate in our Instagram polls and be part of the show. And of course, if you want more information about Chris and our other thought leader co-hosts for season two, and also for our premiere season one, go to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also get the links to the stories that we talk about on the show there as well. Final words, Chris. I love tiny homes. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. Chris picked the show. All right. On behalf of Chris Browning from the Popcorn Finance Podcast, I'm Bobby Rebel. Have a great day, everyone. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.